2: Out of the gates, ready to go. Outkick 360 is back. 6th and Peabody, our studio location, downtown Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The crew is all here. Glad you're with us. Big show today. Dan Dockage on the show, coming up at 3.20 Central Time, 4.20 Eastern. And then we have Austin Price from VolQuest.com. Special signing day report. And what has been a nice day so far. Good, not great, but... Maybe getting better for the Tennessee Volunteers with their recruiting class thus far, plus primary complaint in 45 minutes. Gentlemen, good afternoon. We
0: are back on a Wednesday. Fun to be here with you guys. Plenty to discuss with this uh, National Signing Day, the early edition. Uh, And the big news is that uh, Jackson State and Deion Sanders lands the nation's number one recruit, uh, which no one saw coming. Flip
2: from Florida State, right? Yep. I believe that's right. And then uh, He was committed to
0: Florida State for over a year. Yes. Committed in March of 2020 <laughs> to Florida State. Travis
2: Hunter, uh, the number yeah. one player in Two the years. nation, uh, who also signs a NIL deal with Barstool and Penn today, worth over a million dollars. That's wow. also been reported on the same day that he flips and goes with Deion Sanders.
3: Deion already unbearable, so I'm sure this will really uh, make things better. Well, Uh, Aflac commercials will get way more play. Dion will – look, this NIL is good for the kid. Dion's profile also will – already, giant, will get even bigger. Well, this is what
2: they said would happen when he took the job at Jackson State, that he would hit the ground recruiting and get some of the nation's best players, and he gets the best player, uh, the consensus number one recruit available out of high school this year. Well,
0: and look, there's nothing stopping any um, business owner – that's attached to a school from doing something like this, signing a seven-figure deal with a, an athlete that you want your team to sign and doing it under the guise of an NIL deal, but really, mm-hmm. it's pay-for-play. Um, this is an interesting one, though, because Dion does have that relationship with Barstool where he was doing right. their college football show or NFL show uh, when they traveled. I think it was college football show before he took this job. So this essentially is a media entity in Barstool that's affiliated with sports gambling combining to deliver the number one recruit in America to Deion Sanders and Jackson state.
3: But how much of a media profile? I don't know what the NIL deal is, but how much of a media profile is he going to have at Barstool? Who cares about Jackson state? Frankly,
2: like this. And so the, the tweet that was out is degree? Barstool sports and Penn national gaming have reached a deal with the number one high school player in the nation, Travis Hunter, Um, this deal is rumored to be in the millions. And then literally the next minute, signing day shocker, longtime Florida State commit Travis Hunter, the rival's number one player in the nation, is going to play for Deion Sanders at Jackson State. So they announced both of those things at the same time. This is like Arch Manning going to Appalachian State is what this is like.
0: I mean, it'd be like not even Appalachian State is, uh, you know, FBS level. It'd be like Arch Manning going to Jacksonville. It so was just State. a
2: complete stunner, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, now people are asking the question is this going to start a trend now where this is something that happens with top prospects that they go to HBCUs? It's been the trendy thing to put an HBCU in your top five for mm-hmm. a lot of these guys. And they release their top five, they all pick an HBCU and throw one in the top five. It's not trendy for. A guy that could have gone anywhere in America to decide to go to the FCS level and play it at Jackson State. Well, it's
3: not going to be a trend if your coach isn't prime time, or maybe Eddie George, or maybe Hugh Jackson. If you have a no name, you just coach. named three. Yeah, I mean. but if you have, uh, there are a lot of other ones with no name coaches. So the trend you're asking about is how many more. Big name coaches take over these schools. Yeah. As that happens, then this becomes more and more of a possibility. I would think.
0: I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, we're here in Nashville, no, no one's gonna, no one's doing this, Freddie George, right now. And I, I don't, I just don't think it's gonna be a trend. I think this is more of a one-off. Maybe occasionally you'll you'll see a little bit of this. We'll, we'll see how it goes for this Speaking kid. Speaking of TSU, remember uh, Master P's son. He's gone already. Signed, yeah, he's already gone, but signed with TSU and signed a big NIL deal as, as part of it because of his dad being Master P. Uh, helped with that. I, I don't think it's going to be some new trend. Um, I also, to be fair to the kid, it does make me ask questions about the competitive makeup of the kid. Like you elect to go to a lower level. He got paid when you could have gone anywhere. He got paid. He got paid millions.
2: Well, we also to talked to yesterday I mean, about I this played.
3: idea of going somewhere for two years and then going somewhere else for for two years. So maybe he, just he goes signed, there he just for signed a year an NFL two. contract today. Yeah, and then he goes somewhere else for the last year. It's it's interesting. I understand what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't I, it's I just odd questions. to me
0: that you know you were committed to Florida State for two years. You could have gone anywhere else. Played at the highest level. And you decided as a five-star corner, you're going to go to Jackson State where, well, let's, let's, Chad, let's it, face it, you're not going to be challenged to any great level. Look at it from this
2: angle. My wide receiver. The yeah. day and after they give Mike Norvell a one-year extension, I was he, just lost he his loses the guy. number
0: one recruit to Jackson
2: Thank State. Thank God
3: they locked him up. Well, <laughs> and it's,
0: it's also funny, the the Florida State angle with Dion. That's his alma mater that he took, right? yes. took him from. Um Deion is not going to be at Jackson State at pass this year. So what's I don't the next think. he's going to get. Is he replacing Michael Jose? He interviewed at uh, TSU. I mean, sorry, not TSU, TCU this this past yeah. coaching cycle. Um, you think Florida yeah, I mean, State opens up? That's—I mean, I, it, It's a no-brainer. And also, he's going to bring Travis Hunter with him. I know. <laughs> I mean, this guy's going to go <laughs> wherever he there. goes yeah, next. You're right. it's he'll a, end up, it's a, up there anyway. You get a free pass to go wherever you want to play, so he'll just follow Deion. Right up, you know, right over to Tallahassee, if that's where he ends this up. This is
2: like that feeder program we discussed yesterday. Yeah,
3: but again, if he's selling <laughs> the, the D. kid on it's that, it's the prime time feeder <laughs> system. If he's squad. selling the kid on that, that's even worse. Hey, come with me for now, and then next year I'll take you to Florida State, where well, they just extended the guy yesterday. But it means absolutely nothing. nothing.
2: You're right; it's a hollow. Every, every contract's hollow because these coaches have zero non compete, and these universities aren't aren't afraid to pay any amount of buyout. To get rid of a coach if, if, if they so choose. It's nuts.
3: Norvell, it's, it's Norvell signs a, uh, an extension and goes on the hot seat simultaneously.
0: <laughs> I mean, they also I saw this. That dropped Florida State's class from 12th to 19th. That one flip. Of the nation's number one player. They dropped seven spots nationally in recruiting rankings with that one player. They they
2: fell down. Has Tennessee made the most movement from where they were yesterday to today? They
0: made a a big jump. They're 11th currently um, at Rivals and 16th at the 24-7 Sports Composite that takes in all the different rankings. And as we went on air, they just landed another surprise. Four-star edge rusher James Pierce from North Carolina uh, has announced for Tennessee and signs with the Vols. So that's was another, he supposed to go? Uh, I need to look at his options. That's a good question, Paul. I'm not exactly certain what his finalists were. Um, but that's another good get for Tennessee on defense. Uh, Rodney Garner doing good work. He's got the reputation as a big-time recruiter. And what Tennessee's doing, uh, adding some guys on the defensive line, certainly he's doing that. James Pierce chose Tennessee over Georgia, South Carolina, and Missouri. And all SECs. He was staying in the SECs with any of those schools.
2: Austin Price will check in with us today at 420, and we will get uh, about a 10-minute recruiting update on some of the big movement of the day for the Tennessee Volunteers, which, again, Heupel's doing better than what we would have expected, Chad, at this point. Yeah,
0: and the the big one is uh, Tyree West, who is is a five-star with one of the services, but he was a longtime Georgia commitment from South Georgia and they just kind of parted ways. I don't know what happened there, but Georgia and him sort of mutually parted ways. And he was down to Tennessee or Florida State, and Florida State loses out again. Yeah, and he signs with Tennessee this morning.
2: We'll get more into a signing date, which
0: has lost its luster, has it not? Oh yeah.
2: I mean the the the, the open transfer portal and all the movement. Um, I if I'm a, if I'm a recruit and I've got the offer, I'm signing today to guarantee a spot a scholarship spot if that's my school right i'm not waiting because of all the movement that can take place in the transfer portal but the 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 fact that coaches now are way like laying into the transfer portal just like they would recruiting it's taken the the luster off of what used to be a wall to wall coverage of this it's <laughs> It's also hard to trust anything that we see today because of all the movement that can take place a year from now.
0: Well, it's, you know, with the with the old rules in place where it was so difficult to transfer somewhere, I mean, this was big because you're looking Locking at guys in. legitimately right. yes. who were there for three to four years. Yes. Now, to me, it's sort of a... Temporary. Everyone's year to year. You know, it's kind of a one-year waiver wire pickup. Hey, we'll see who actually decides to stay and get developed, better freshmen, or who decides to bolt, and uh, what, what guys are actually going to participate in senior day. That signed with these schools today. What percentage of these classes will be there? 40 percent would stick around. You
3: know, all four years. I mean, that number, that percentage is going to keep going down. It's like uh, some of these schools are, or a lot of it is now a, like a way station kind of thing. You stop for a little while, see. Exactly.
2: Big news uh, across the NFL and the NHL with uh, all of the COVID positive tests that have taken place of the last forty-eight to seventy-two hours. Now, eighty plus players are on the COVID list across the NFL. The Browns are are hit the, the worst today. I mean, the the number of players on their COVID nineteen reserve list is hard to. I don't know if it would fit in a tweet um, because of all the characters that are required to list the names. They have seventeen players and two coaches, including Kevin Stefanski, uh, who has already Second missed time. time. Uh, Due to COVID-19, he won't be on the sideline. They play Saturday this week against the Raiders.
3: I got a big question on this. So the PA is complaining, and I think uh, on behalf of the Browns, it sounds like, but for everybody. Mm -hmm. It happened to the Rams, too. So the Rams went to Arizona for their game, clearly with some COVID. Yes. They're on the plane. With some COVID. (laughs) Spreading spreading it, likely, on the Mm -hmm. plane. Which is a great place to spread COVID. You're you're in close quarters together. Or, Unlike or on any, a football field, any right? virus, on yeah. a football field you're not spreading it. It's been proven because we've seen it happen. We saw the Titans across the line of scrimmage yeah. with offensive linemen with Minnesota, and nobody on Minnesota got it. But on an airplane, you're probably getting it, or somebody's passing it. Sure. All right. So the PA is saying we've asked for daily testing throughout this and you've resisted the protocols. Now I'm not saying I'm pro daily testing. I think right. we're all on the same page of this, but given the protocols that they have, what they're saying is if we had had daily testing, you would have known these people had it, that they were going to Arizona with it. They wouldn't have necessarily gotten on a plane together to spread it, to make it this much worse. Cleveland's thing, I don't know if they were home or away, but you put in situations where a bunch of people who have COVID don't find out they have COVID until the Monday weekly testing. And in the meantime, it gets spread around more and you end up in these situations where you have now a (laughs) massive list that screws with a game that you're not going to reschedule. Whereas if you had daily testing, guys could have been peeled out when they had it daily and it wouldn't add up to 17 or 19. So I'm not in favor of daily testing. I don't think we're all on the same page on this. Right. Like the protocols are are dumb. But if you have these <laughs> protocols in place, I can kind of see what the PA is saying. If you have these protocols in place, then weed people out faster instead of waiting until Monday we have 17 guys test positive.
2: But the 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 thing with the daily testing, that was removed from the table in the preseason because that was a that was a carrot dangled to in front of the players. Vaccinated. So they would uh, get vaccinated, and they didn't have to face the daily testing and the relaxed protocols would be in place for those guys. But I
3: could see what the PA is saying now in hindsight, and the PA was pushing for it on the front side, envisioning something like this, which is bad for the Cleveland Browns, which is bad for the L.A. Rams. The Browns now face the first game this season where they're likely to not have a chance to win based on not having 16 or 17 guys, including some very important players.
0: Well, and Mark Maskey, by the way, speaking of protocols, has tweeted out from the Washington Post, the NFL considering a protocol tweak that would allow vaccinated, asymptomatic players who test positive for coronavirus to return to team activity sooner.
3: Well, that's what we've wanted the that, whole that's time. A
0: step, that's a step in the right direction. Um, the tide is turning on this thing uh, with media. Uh, pro football talk, I was looking for the tweet, even tweeted, you know, it's time to let guys piece who are night? vaccinated and asymptomatic to play. I mean, who, who cares? Well, to, to
2: what Paul just said, it, yeah. they're not spreading it if they're playing right. on the field. That that we, We've we seen that multiple times uh, throughout this I don't think there's been pandemic. a confirmed
3: case during the entire pandemic of somebody well, contracting it on the field of play. You're so more I likely wonder, to contract it standing next to a teammate yeah. outside of a series than you are I, across the line of scrimmage.
2: I wonder what the relaxed protocol would be if they adjust this because right now the, the, the NFL protocol is... If you test positive and you're vaccinated, you you can test negative. You have to test negative twice, in and the two hours. tests have to be 24 hours apart from each other. Two I tests believe. in
3: 48 hours.
2: So that that you're automatically out like four days. days, right?
3: Well, because three you, days because you have a negative test one day, then you, then test you could the have two day. negative tests the next two days. I think you'd be out at least three days. Maybe four, which is which what no drew Tyler Higby. Yeah, this relaxation would at least let a Tyler Higby back. But
2: here. no one, um, no one is out for the minimum allotted time in this, based on the protocol. Most of the time, these guys are missing ten days, which is the required for unvaccinated. If, if no matter if you test negative or not, within those ten days, the majority of the time, the guys aren't testing out of this. They they simply serve their time and they're allowed back in the facility. Um, after ten days, you're yeah, not
3: getting the two so, negatives, even if you're asymptomatic. Yeah,
2: so I'm 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 thinking like, oh, how do you relax it? To me, it's just uh, exactly what you're saying. If you're asymptomatic and you're you're showing zero symptoms, but you're positive,
3: you can play. Here's the issue. though. I, I'm just being devil's advocate. The issue is lying now about being symptomatic or not being symptomatic. Well, and
0: here's uh, this is just a common sense question <laughs> I would ask um, to any to you guys, to the league, to whoever else. What if they just stopped testing altogether? Would it would it cause a problem? Would the percentage of players that are now vaccinated, very small percentage that is that is unvaccinated. Very small. The the staff and the facilities are all, you know, they're requiring booster shots for them now. They're all vaccinated. If you didn't test, would there really be a big issue?
2: Well, Albert Breer tweeted out today, he, uh, earlier this morning.
0: To me, the answer is no.
2: He said, one idea being discussed in NFL circles – at the December meeting, incentivizing players to get the booster shot with the promise that they'll stop testing players who got it, like they'll just completely stop testing with the booster. Which is funny that they're making up these rules as they go, because it's telling it's telling us that they're just they just wanted the players on the field so they get the season, and has nothing to do with the science behind this. No, nothing.
0: It doesn't anymore. So
2: I don't know why they're testing now if they're if they're even having this discussion as the possibility to incentivize a booster shot for players. If you're not going to test them after the booster shot, what difference does it make now to test them?
3: Well, I'm all for like leave the vaccinated out of it. I think they've probably feel some legal uh, pressure on the unvaccinated for the one guy that develops the enlarged heart and ends up in the hospital, which I, I know but is a super This is collectively shot. bargained. I mean, they, that's they, their decision. They
2: have forced everybody else that's an employee of the league to get the shot, or or you're out. The on, the and, only and, way, but, but with the players, they're opting not to because they have the union, Right. so I don't know how legally the NFL would be responsible for that.
0: Paul, the only way to me either, that it would I make sense hangs over to, head even, to even test the unvaccinated right now, the, the only reason it would make sense is because if there's some proliferation of unvaccinated getting the virus and spreading it quicker or more than the vaccinated but most of the people getting it are are vaccinated and they're still spreading it so there's no no big difference there so at some point you just got to say we've given you all the information that we can we've tried to incentivize you to do it it is on you now whatever happens it's on you this is the decision that you're making that you don't want to get vaccinated and move on and don't test anyone and let's get through the season David Vanderpool, good friend of the show, tweets us and says, I don't understand why it's always, we all agree the protocols don't make sense, but there needs to be no but. He said, let's fix the nonsense now. I think that this concerted changing of opinion by football writers out there, Dan Wetzel wrote a big column about doing away with testing. It seems like now the tide has turned and the common opinion is becoming basically what OutKick's been saying for a year – that's what the opinion is now starting well, to, to formulate to with, Vanderpool's it, with people coming the league.
3: I, I, we don't control. We're operating within the right. NFL's protocol. Right. We're, we're yeah trying to solve or, or deal <laughs> we with. We have to preface our opinion with
0: yeah. We re- realize it's doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense, but we're but dealing
3: what with what they're dealing with as what exists. I don't think the protocols are disappearing tomorrow. Yeah, that's fair. So we're we're dealing with the situation as it exists.
2: And it originally. They adjusted the protocol. For those that don't know, originally, if you were vaccinated, you were only tested every 14 days.
3: And then then the season
2: started, and they reduced that down to weekly. And now the PA is saying they want daily uh, testing. From
3: the beginning, from very early in it, wanted daily testing, which didn't make much sense to me. But the way they're explaining it now, it does make sense to me because it would have, in fact, prevented Cleveland and the Rams from landing where they've landed, not in a punitive way, in, a in in fact, a protective way.
2: Well, they're, they're up against it now because they've added the extra game. They're here at the back end of the season where they can't just, I mean, it, adjusting their schedule right now is going to prove nearly impossible because they haven't allowed themselves any wiggle room. So, I mean, sure, they can do away with the Pro Bowl or whatever they want to do there, and they have that week, but, they they have to adjust their protocol because they want to play the season. They want to finish the season, and this isn't going anywhere. And
3: they don't want. To and their protocols aren't working.
2: I mean, <laughs> their protocols are not working. No, because the guys are still testing positive, regardless of how whatever policy they're under.
0: I think I think for so long, you know, you make these policies and do these things because you don't want to be the one that gets called out or that doesn't do enough with everything, and you don't you fear the backlash of what people would say about it. I really think we're to a point now where there's not going to be a big backlash if the NFL just said, you know what? We're doing away with it. Forget about it. We're not stopping it either way. Well, uh, the, the the vast majority of the league and the players are vaccinated. Those that refuse to get vaccinated are making their own decision. We're going to move on. We're going to play these games. And if you're sick, don't play. Let's, let's
2: get into and just compare what the NHL is going through right now. Because... Uh, we, we will localize it here with what's going on with the Nashville Predators. They have upwards of 12, 12 people, uh, players and personnel in on the COVID list for the NHL, and they're still going to play a game. Uh, with With what they have, one coach, six who's, players are out. They have one coach who is not on the COVID list, so they're actually going to fly. It sounds like they're going to fly in their coaching staff from Milwaukee. To coast a, to to coach their game, I mean, which is wonderful. It's, it's a good story. It's yeah. insane it's fun to Watch, I, I might mean,
3: watch that. But we're talking about are <laughs> talking about a, a game that friends.
2: matters, and they're they're just like, yeah, the protocols are in place, but we're not going to cancel this game. We're playing the game no matter what. We, even if you follow the policy to a T, and they postponed a lot of games. Well, yeah. I, I want to get into what the NHL is doing because it, it, the NHL has actually relaxed their policy. Uh, compared to what the NFL's doing. And both leagues are in a frenzy right now trying to figure out how they're going to play the league and play their season. And ultimately, it just comes down to test or don't. And if you don't, you're going to get the season in. More coming on Outkick 360. Coming up in about 20 minutes, primary complaint on Outkick 360. Glad you're with us. Uh, the NHL having issues too, issues galore. Carolina, for instance, the Hurricanes, they are down two additional skaters, meaning they will not play with the same number of players as their opponent. But yet the NHL says, game on. Um, and it's interesting, the NHL's policy on this, because Paul, help me with the NFL policy on players. Um, if you're down a, a certain amount of players at a position, it. The games postponed, or there's something like that, right?
3: I cannot. I remember last all mixed year. In last and,
0: year it was front burner. This year,
2: I because know. it's
3: been a non-issue, I, I have to admit I don't. I don't know. It. So
0: the the NHL. I remember the college rule, and it was something like you have to have seven healthy defensive linemen or offensive linemen. Yeah, it's it positionally- was a position group. You had to have so many healthy, and if you did, you could play.
2: So so the Preds are. So it, it's case by case. The way I understand it, in the National Hockey League, meaning. What they may view as an outbreak in Carolina may not be the same as an outbreak in Nashville. And so just because Nashville has 12 personnel, players and coaches, on this list does not deem an outbreak according to the NHL. As of right now, it's game on when they play Thursday, which is interesting because uh, it's hard to say what would cause a game to be postponed and here's here's the pred, Just using them as an example, they'll play shorthanded. They'll play without their coaching staff, except for one guy, I believe. Um, and then they hop a plane to Chicago that night to go on. The, like it, it is quite the task in front of them, given the scenario where they're not allowed to be around these players. But yet, you see Soros, and I co- I keep going back to this. Uh, the guy has the flu, and he's you know he's uh, he feels good enough to play, so he's playing. It's it's just all very bizarre with how they've treated this. And their protocols are less restrictive uh by team than what the NFL has been doing, the way I read it. Um and they're they're really hit hard. And they have they have plenty of season ahead of them to reschedule some of these games and they're just not doing it, which is also intriguing with all this.
0: It's it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a mess in, in the NHL, it's a mess in the NFL. It's just There's no way to really get it under control without just wiping everything off.
3: Well, I thought it'd be more easy to postpone. I I, I admit to not having paid super close attention, but I know that games have been postponed. So they, no, I they figured, have been. But I it's figured not, a, a game like this would be postponed. Yeah, but this doesn't qualify. What, that's what, what I'm it saying. Take?
2: Like it's very. It, I'm, I'm just intrigued by them determining what can and can't be played based on the way their no, policy is but, set yeah. up. It's it really puts teams at a, a huge disadvantage based on the policies that they have in place. If they're going by certain policies, this is way too relaxed because you know the the Preds would prefer. I'm guessing would prefer to not play.
3: Yeah, and make conditions. sure they
2: get their guys back. Their best players, which includes Ryan Johansson, who had to drive home separately from the team.
0: That's still crazy to me.
3: I'd be bummed about driving home. I'm not a drive a distance guy. Yeah, that's 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 quite the
0: quite the haul. Um, So,
2: and and meanwhile, so I'm just going through different tweets here. Uh, Albert Breer tweeted out today: Owners and execs were told by the NFL this morning at their league meeting that the league is discussing significant changes to COVID-19 protocols with the union. The union wants daily testing, um, and then Mark Maskey has followed up with uh, with his tweet that Chad read in the first segment by saying that the the, the adjustment would be you test negative one time, and in, in this case, the negative would be treated the same way as a positive. If you're positive, you're out. If you're negative, you're in, and they're not going to require two negative tests. That's what they're discussing. It's not official yet. Judy Batista says, "Before the NFL changes the time period for a return of a vaccinated asymptomatic player who's tested positive, it will review with public health authorities."
0: Great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean okay, review away. Get get on that review. But but hear me out on
2: this. So the the league is have is forcing players to uh, the NHL, forcing players to sit out, and meanwhile, Bridgestone Arena is wide open because they weren't selling enough tickets uh, due to their policies of uh, everyone must be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test and wear masks. And that's done away with and blown up. And you've got packed house, and yet these players Is are – yes, Is I mean, house? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying for any event.
0: Yeah. No. Stapleton now, was packed. Stapleton
2: was packed. Uh, jammed. Our Preds packed. But, but my point, point being, like, you've relaxed all of these protocols, but yet they're still in place for the players – Who are asymptomatic.
0: Hutton, you're making the mistake of trying to make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. Very very little of this makes any sense. But
2: we're going going on the idea that the policies in place work when they clearly don't. (laughs) So I think the whole thing about getting vaccinated and and you're good, you're going to play, is these guys are sitting out the same amount of time.
0: Yeah, the whole sales pitch of, well, just get vaccinated so you're available. The whole time, right. that's kind of gone out the window. Be available that's for your why, team. That's why. So Ryan Tannehill did it, right? I, I want to be there for my team, and yeah,
2: it's all very, very time bizarre. To,
0: time to change,
2: um, Paul. It, just surface level, though. It, this is going to impact the, the the NFL playoff race significantly. Consider the Browns, right who down. are right there with their entire division, and right now they play there. on Saturday against Vegas, down twelve players. And, plus,
3: uh, you know, we've seen some crazy things happen. I mean, the Titans had most of their people back last year when they were the first big COVID outbreak, they still had some guys out, yeah, but they had most of their guys back, but they had gone 16 days with one legitimate, you know, three quarter speed walk through and they were huge underdogs to Buffalo. Nobody expected them to do anything and they beat, beat the hell out of Buffalo in Nashville, so weird stuff could happen, but nobody's expecting the Browns to beat Vegas on Saturday. But Vegas isn't going very well right now. Um, yeah, the but Browns the, have more. So uh, the Browns are out. Substantial hope.
2: Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, their head coach. Uh, Their running backs coach is also on this list: Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, the tight end, David and Joku, uh, Jedrick Wills, their starting tackle, Tack McKinley. I'm going through all their starters here. Uh, Their punter, two of their safeties. Two more, uh, Malik McDowell, Anthony Walker on defense, Troy Hill at corner. I mean, they're... They're They're hard-pressed. They are wiped out.
3: It's a minor... They're fielding their second-team depth chart. I said 12 players.
2: It's actually 17 players and two coaches for for Cleveland. That is crazy.
3: So, think about that. That is the size. That's one player bigger than their entire practice squad. 16-man practice squad. Yeah. So, I mean... That whole practice squad is called up.
2: Uh, one non-COVID Cons- piece Cons- of see- news. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the remainder of the regular season. Ooh. Regular season is what's being reported. Um, did he have a knee issue?
3: His knee it, it was the issue, I believe, when he was out. So that's flame back up.
2: Yeah, Schefter, let me pull up his tweet. That will affect the Cardinals. Uh, here it is. Um, Hopkins expected to miss the rest of the regular season with a sprained knee. The team is hopeful to get him back at some point in the postseason.
3: That's a tough one for them. They fall out of the number one seed in the NFC and lose their top receiver um, at at the same time. Packers are coming on strong there, um, you know. And and you'll get the question of did they did they peak too soon? Um, but they're, they're still a good team. And if he's back for the playoffs, you know that you're talking about one guy in Tennessee uh, where the injury issues are, are a big deal, and Baltimore where the injury deal uh, issues are a big deal. In, in Tennessee, Lamar talking day-to-day. about can they be back at the same time. In Baltimore, a lot of them are on IR out yes, for the
2: season. Yes, yes. Uh, Lamar Jackson, day-to-day with a sprained ankle.
3: Same for Josh Allen. Josh a,
2: Allen limited foot. in practice. So he did do something with a sprained foot. <laughs>
3: did, you, did You see, I couldn't see it as Josh Allen in the picture, but Josh Allen apparently spent his, uh, was it his Monday night or his Tuesday night at Hamilton in, in New York? And it was like somebody tweeted a source – A friend of a source uh, spots Josh Allen at Hamilton. Uh, No boot, no limp. And then Rappaport or somebody got a hold of that and tweeted out, it's good to be in the room where it happens, which is a song from
2: Hamilton. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. Which is pretty funny. That's good.
2: Uh, So now there are seven teams in enhanced COVID protocols, which I believe, Paul, means that they're doing everything virtually. Browns, Bears, Falcons, Lions, Rams, Vikings. And Washington.
3: I didn't realize it was that many.
2: Yes, <laughs> um,
3: I thought it was three.
2: Browns, Bears, Falcons, Lions, Rams, Vikings, Washington. Um. Uh, so.
3: So look, if you're an NFL player AFC right team now, that's it. you really the have Titans to- are not
2: not doing anything different, right? To my knowledge.
3: Yeah, that was the indication that Vrabel gave today. Though Tannehill said, "Look, you, you're you're aware of what's going on, and you know that you should be." you know, you can't avoid everything, but you should be, he had the tone of last year, which was don't, don't go do anything because if you go do something, you enhance your chances of getting it. And if you get it, then you bring it here. And then we could all be screwed.
2: Uh, Jacob has the uh, a logo for this and I'll, I'll describe for our radio listeners as well. Um, an image. So yesterday I brought up that the, the, NFL had received bids from teams.
3: Yeah, I can't for, believe for this Denver news.
2: <laughs> marketing. So th- there is a map up that he'll zoom in on. And so th- these are teams through the NFL that they have been granted the rights to market their team ca- in countries ac- across the globe. And I'm just fascinated by this because the Rams are uh, won the bid for China.
3: That, that, that is outrageous. They won the
2: bid for Australia. In Canada, the Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks, Will market their teams in that country in Mexico. I mean, there is just a uh, Mexico is where the money is. Go up. That's Jacob. where the money is because Arizona, Dallas, wow. Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Vegas, L.A., Pittsburgh, and San Francisco all won the rights to market their franchises in the country of Mexico and Brazil, Miami. I, I'm just I'm fascinated by the teams and where they chose to go. Spain, uh, the Chicago Bears and Miami Dolphins. In Spain, that, I'm just that's fascinated the, that's the odd one at
3: teams that are not on this list. Why would you not try? I, I, we don't know everything here, right? So we, the story's incomplete. I need to to ask. Albert Breer
2: said that that what what they're bidding on is the right to the, the marketing rights. For, to to market their teams in these countries and a chance to build fan bases in these
3: countries. See, I think you're being cheap and not having foresight. If you're not on this list, why wouldn't you try to market in China? <laughs> why are you leaving the Rams to get a head start on marketing in China? That's it, crazy.
2: I know. Germany, 50 years well, what? from now,
3: the Rams planted the first flag in China? <laughs>
2: Carolina, Kansas City, New England, and Tampa Bay won the rights for Germany, which McLean told us yesterday is a hotbed for the NFL. But the the, the uh, I mean, is anybody what turned down for anything they
3: applied for?
0: I, I want to know every know. That's team that's question. not on this list. The Titans won. I'd have to look at it completely to see who's, who's the Colts,
3: left. So I don't think are on there. I'm thinking AFC South. I
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jacksonville's on there, and yeah, in
2: Jacksonville's in, uh, in in the UK for good reason.
3: Yeah, but, I mean um, that one makes perfect sense. It's already started, right? But anybody nope. else? Tampa who's, Bay is Tampa Bay is in Germany. Yeah, anybody who's not on here, why aren't you on here? And the first thing that comes to mind is, you you've got to be cheap and not have marketing foresight.
2: Why? Why the do Saints they
3: maybe not on Tell me with
2: why they why every team can't market their anyway. franchise across the globe. Like I again, like I'm yeah. What am I missing on this bidding?
3: I don't know. We need to find a guest on this. Uh, If you wanted to go and spend money to
0: market somewhere else that's not your native land, I don't understand what would stop you if you own a business. I'm sure it's in fine print in whatever (laughs) agreement you make with the league that it's not allowed uh, without approval. But it, it is odd that you can't just go spend advertising dollars wherever you want.
3: Uh, we need to look more into this and i look forward to learning more about it because it seems bizarre i also look forward to learning more so, about
2: the
0: budding bears fan base in madrid so here's the we're gonna have the here the way the, the way I base.
2: understand it was the nfl controlled like the 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 front office the league itself oh, controlled Kevin. all marketing rights globally and they opened it up for individual franchises and ownership to bid is bid the right word? Yes. So
3: you had to pay some money.
2: Yes, you you place a bid, and then they grant you the rights based on your bid.
3: Uh, do you agree with me? You're insane if you did not bid on something here at the beginning of this.
0: Yeah, I, th-
2: I think I foresight.
3: think you're
0: not doing enough if you didn't bid. So I also think it's odd that you have to bid for the right to go spend money in marketing dollars. Yes. Right, not not just the spending of the advertising dollars, but first we got to get your money for the privilege of spending your advertising I mean, dollars. I mean, I know this is else. not
3: apples to apples, but the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria, they, they didn't bid. They went. They went. Yes. It's a
0: marketing
2: license that starts January 1st. It's a 5-year contract for these organizations with the country. And I my guess is whatever they're paying is spread across the league, so the teams that aren't marketing in those countries are getting paid to
3: for somebody not else do to that. have the privilege.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, I'm I'm fascinated by the globe and how teams uh strategically tried to set themselves up like Chicago and Spain. Like that's uh, I guess they're tying in with other pro sports franchises in those countries. They probably have a some type of ownership stake you in a soccer a, club you or something. Build a relationship. Not sure. Coming him. up, primary complaint and then our 360 headlines which includes Bruce Arians discussing Antonio Brown, and is he going to return or not to the franchise? That's all coming up on Outkick 360. Mm -hmm. Glad you're with us. Coming up, we'll hit the headlines of the day, and Dan Dockich joins us. I have a feeling we're going to talk college hoops with Dan, including Memphis's big win over Alabama. Last night, how about but Penny
0: Hardaway? He's back.
2: He's back. He's back, baby. It sets up an yep. interesting matchup this Saturday, right, right next door to us here Memphis in Nashville, in Arena. Um We'll also be talking Urban Meyer with Dan Dockett. Oh yeah, that's coming up he's at uh, three twenty. World's today.
3: top Urban Meyer apologist.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that with Dan. Uh, looking forward to that, and you can catch him. Uh, each weekday morning now, across the Outkick Network on Don't At Me at 8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern.
0: We're going to get into it with Dan on this because that's what we do on this show and that's what he does on his show. We go honest and we get after it. Um, if Urban Meyer was one of my best friends, I'd probably take it easy <laughs> on him too. To be fair, if it's your buddy yeah. and you see a different side of it, I would be apt to defend someone that I consider but a friend. But I admit more that's that that's good
3: what's going on. He says he's the best qualified to talk about him because he's friends with them, which is silly.
2: Dan's coming up. Uh, that will be at 3.20. Right now, though, that time of the week, it is time for primary complaint guys, on Outkick 360. And my primary complaint this week, it used to be, growing up, telemarketers, right? They'd call around the time that you're having dinner on your, uh, your rotary phone or whatever it might have been, your landline. Uh, now it is realtors, Who are blowing up my cell phone trying to buy our home and this is like a daily call uh, where I've tried to block numbers these are 800 numbers and they're you know real human beings on the other side asking if I'm interested in selling my home to them and of course the answer is no and if I want to sell my home I'll do like normal people do and place our home on the market if we so choose but I'm not going to sell my home on a cold call Uh, randomly throughout the day and throughout the evening.
0: Stop calling me trying to buy my house. That's my primary complaint. Um, Hutton, it's funny you complain about that. See these red numbers here? Yes. Get these calls every day from the same two towns, and it's always a real estate agent looking to buy land that that I have. So, yeah, no, I I have the same issue. I'm all car warranties. Yeah, that's another bad Uh one. Yeah, So that's terrible too. my primary complaint, something that I encountered today, in fact, and I encounter almost every time I walk into a restaurant, uh, it's, it's the to go assumption. Every time I order something at a counter, I'm in the restaurant. So it would be reasonable to think maybe I'm going to eat in the restaurant, especially a place that has a drive through. But the assumption from everyone is that everything is to go every single time. And also, I can't even differentiate between what is in dining and what is to go now. Before, you know, you had a tray. Maybe they'd give you something different. Now, everything's in a bag. Everything is in some sort of container. And they're putting it in there before even asking you if you're staying in the restaurant. I want things to get back to normal more. I want people out and about. I want people eating in restaurants. We need the restaurants themselves to be okay with this. And actually maybe think that someone might want to stay in their fine establishment and dine there instead of taking it with them. That is my primary complaint.
1: So there have been a number of poor casting decisions in the history of film and television. Uh, Some were caught in time, like Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Some weren't, like Ben Affleck in Daredevil or Sarah Jessica Parker in... Well, anything for that matter.
3: Uh,
1: but one that was not caught in time is the upcoming Netflix special about the life of Sean Payton starring Kevin James. <laughs> now, look, I, I like Kevin James. He's a funny guy. My wife compares me to him all the time, and I'm sure it's solely based on my sense of humor. But I can think of someone who is more ill-fitting to uh, portray Sean Payton in his year away from the NFL than Kevin James. But on the bright side, yours truly is looking forward to starring... In the upcoming movie, The Life of Sean McVeigh. Well done.
3: (laughs) They, uh, uh, listen, we didn't see Sean Payton during his year away. Maybe he got fired. (laughs) Right?
0: Maybe. This was, it's a Netflix movie, right? This. Did they did they just have a list of people they've worked with in the past and they just started going down the list and someone said yes? I guess Maybe so. he has
2: to make so many films for Netflix based on a contract and, and he's just he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Look at
0: it or in Netflix, is just like, you know what, <laughs> screw it. Give him the Sean Payton thing that got handed to us, that script. That, that can be Kevin's.
3: I am an Arnold Palmer aficionado.
2: You know them. You know them well, the N- drink.
3: Not the golfer, the drink. I'm a, I am ai love the drink. Here's where I, I'm very disappointed. Minute Maid Lemonade. Uh, on the on the thing it says in very small letters zero percent juice. Now how hard is it to squeeze a lemon and get up to one percent juice. <laughs> I mean lemonade really is supposed to be lemons, water and sugar. You can't get one of those ingredients is unavailable to you when you are a lemonade company. <laughs> I just I don't get it. I want lemons in my lemonade. please.
2: Artificial Arnold Palmer
0: is what he's.
2: Maybe
3: maybe go into a different line of
0: industry if you can't get yeah. the lemons. Yeah. The we're
3: a lemonade company, Bob, but uh, we're going away from lemon.
1: Fresh out of lemons. Yeah. Also, here it takes longer than a minute to actually make that too. So there's just they're full of lies over there.
3: Yeah, minute made my ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, uh, the headlines of the day, uh, which includes uh, signing day. Major news with the number one recruit in the nation. Bruce Arians discussing one of his top receivers. Is Antonio Brown returning to the Bucks or not? Arians isn't sane, but his comments are intriguing. We'll discuss coming up on Outkick 360. Then Dan Dockets joins us in 20 minutes. Hang with us.